we've uh, we've been working uh, collectively as an alliance, part of the global alliances for climate action, to really uh, show that Australians want to see our country do our fair share under the Paris Climate Agreement and really create better zero emissions, sustainable futures where, you know, we can protect the future of our businesses, healthy communities, regenerate our beautiful country and nature, and while doing all that, underpin a booming clean energy economy. That's Lisa Cliff. Lisa is the Program Director for Better Futures Australia, and she was the guest on the latest episode of Climate Conversations. I'm your host, Robert McLean. Welcome. It's so great to have you on board. Climate Conversations is assembled here in Shepparton, in Northern Victoria, Australia, on the lands of the Yorta Yorta people. Yes, the stolen lands of the Yorta Yorta people, and I extend my respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. Lisa was kind enough to join me on Climate Conversations and talk with me about next month's forum being organised by Better Futures Australia. Let's have a listen now to what Lisa has to say. Lisa, can you tell me a little about Better Futures Australia? Yeah, so Better Futures Australia is a two-year young initiative bringing together hundreds of climate champions from every sector of Australian society and the economy, finance, business, resource, agriculture, health, faith, local and state governments, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders, unions, social service, health, community and and more. So we've we've been working uh, collectively as an alliance, part of the global alliances for climate action to really uh, show that Australians want to see our country do our fair share under the Paris Climate Agreement and really create better zero emissions, sustainable futures where, you know, we can protect the future of our businesses, healthy communities, regenerate our beautiful country and nature, and while doing all that, underpin a booming clean energy economy. So what is your role with Better Futures Australia? Uh, my my role is as the director of the program, and that means I get to spend my days talking to the hundreds and and nearly thousands of really inspirational climate champions out there across the country doing amazing things, already out there rolling out the uh, really exciting projects in various industry sectors and communities to show that a zero emissions future is achievable. Uh, there's already work underway and there's a lot of uh, energy and interest in finding more ways we can work together, including with the new government, to over-deliver on our climate commitments and really be a positive influence, not just in Australia, but on the global stage. Let's talk briefly about your conference that's coming up. So when is that and where is it? Yeah, so we we had scheduled the, the forum to be held in the first 100 days of the new government to really bring uh, diversity of voices to Canberra during parliamentary sitting to have the opportunity to meet with the new members of parliament and also the policymakers in the newly formed departments to, to get together to really set the new climate agenda that sees us delivering on 
the commitments the new government took to the election and also seeing where there's opportunities to go further on climate in the next three years by working together. So it's taking place uh, on the 6th and 7th of September at the University of New South Wales Canberra campus uh, at the Australian Defence Force Academy and uh, it'll also be online. So we're, we're working to run a hybrid session to make sure it can be inclusive and really reach that uh, um, diverse audience and um, also include diverse voices in, in the conversations. So how do people register for the conference? Well, you call it a forum, don't you? Yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, very, very similar, yeah. How do people register for that? So we've got a Humanitics page up, big big fan of Humanitics, and uh, also on our website it's uh, betterfutures.org.au forward slash forum, and, yeah, you can register there. And we've got some package deals as well if people are looking to purchase groups of tickets of five or ten if you want to bring your whole team. So, yeah. You, you talked a bit about the uh, the Labor government. So what difference did it make being the Labor government being elected? It has made a huge difference. So we've got uh, the Climate and Energy Minister, Bowen, who will be opening the second day of the forum uh, to uh, kickstart a conversation around the opportunities uh, Australia has in front of us with renewable exports. Uh, there's also uh, a number of other portfolios that are engaged in different parts of the program. So we're, we're really getting a lot more... Uh, uh, responses to our um, invitations to, to come and meet and we've also been working to invite uh, the, the staffers of the still still forming departments to, to attend the afternoon workshop and roundtable discussions to really be in the room and hear what the main ideas or concerns or um, proposals from members of different industry sectors and communities are, are looking uh, to, to work with them on in, in the coming months. Does the forum have an overall theme? Uh, the overall theme really is for how we can create better climate resilient futures together. Uh, so it's very broad and, uh, and really just looking at how we can bring all Australians on the journey to a zero emissions future. So there's there's a number of broad themes we're looking to make sure are addressed across all the discussions, including climate justice, uh, renewable exports, uh, job creations in the future industries uh, and the clean energy industries that we're already working in today, and also uh, nature-based solutions and, and other pieces. So, a couple of key themes that we'll be working on and Just Transitions is, is one of those as well. The two-day agenda is packed with interesting programs or interesting presentations. So is any one of those that you think can't be missed or is essential? Uh, well, from, yeah, I, I would say the, the Climate Change Minister will, will have some interesting things to say. Uh, we've also got uh, Chief Minister Barr in the ACT that, you know, they're really going above and beyond in showing other jurisdictions in Australia what can be done with a, a small case study to pilot a lot of exciting things. So he'll be opening the forum on the Tuesday the 6th. And uh, there's also a couple of um, international keynotes uh, that are always um, great at bringing in an interesting perspective. So Lawrence Tabinia, uh, 
known as um, one of the key architects of the Paris Climate Agreement, uh, the former UN Secretary General Ban Ki-moon, uh, and also Lord Adair Turner, who is uh, the uh, chair of the Energy Transitions <laughs> Commission. I don't have his role in front of me at the moment. I hope that's right. So will they be in person or will they be virtual presentations? Uh, the international speakers will be virtual. Uh, it is very, yeah, um, trying trying our best to be as carbon friendly as possible with this event. Uh, so it does make it difficult. But yeah, the hybrid the hybrid setting hopefully will have a good setup and the quality for all online uh, speakers and and attendees should should hopefully all run smoothly. But we'll have to wait and see on that. I was going to ask you about the the forum being carbon friendly. So you're measuring it. With- your impact there or what's happening? Uh, We do have a number of Better Futures Australia members and partners that work on uh, the the measuring of climate uh, neutral events and climate neutral organisations. So last year we did have South Pole that um, measured our carbon footprint for the virtual event and uh, purchased some, uh, some credible carbon offsets for any of the uh, areas where we thought we weren't uh, re- managing to make it a, a renewable source. Uh, and then similarly, we're, we're speaking to Better Futures Australia partners, um, Palagan Associates and others on, on what we can do this year. And UNSW, the campus there too, they do state that it is a climate neutral campus. So we're, we're working with them to see what else we might be able to do to, to improve things for this event. What's been the biggest challenge in formatting the formatting the two day program? Uh, the biggest challenge is uh, really with with this program the the aim to be as broad reaching and representative of the diverse voices across Australia. Uh, that is really quite challenging to to get all the diverse ideas, opinions, and perspectives into one shared narrative across two days, and also give everybody. Uh, the the opportunity to uh, be in in the room with policymakers and have their message heard. So really, uh, it's it's ongoing. Trying to make sure that we uh, provide a platform where those voices can be heard, and that we get some commitments and outcomes. So the the end of the the second day, we will have an assembly where we're really looking to record and uh, benchmark on any commitments and ideas to progress as a result of um, of everyone coming together to cross-pollinate and really build out how we can uh, over-deliver on, on Australia's climate commitments. I was going to ask about the assembly at the end of the second day. So it's called Better Futures Assembly. So you sort of explained that, but can you go into a bit more detail? Yeah, so across the two days, uh, the the days are structured with uh, plenary keynotes and panels uh, in both of the mornings. And then after lunch uh, and and lunch, we've got some entertainment and uh, some recent book signings and other things to entertain people. And we are talking to the ACT government to potentially get some tours to their uh, renewable hydrogen refuelling station and some other things. But the the two afternoons of, of both days are... Um, focusing in on uh, getting those uh, conversations happening and the ideas um, from 
everyone in attendance recorded and also the networking and catalyzing those collaborative uh, action plans and joint advocacy pieces as well. So from those discussions in the afternoon, we will be having uh, nominated representatives or champions for each of those breakout groups, and they will be recording submissions. And uh, those submissions will be shared with the relevant uh, departments and ministers and also the the feed into the the, fin the finale of the forum, I guess, which is that assembly. So that each of those champions will hop up on stage and tell us what are the actions, what are the commitments, the ideas and the, uh, the plans for working with the new government that they are taking out of this forum. Or, you know, if, if things don't, don't go to plan and maybe, you know, the messages don't get through with enough time in the lead up to the event, maybe they'll share their frustrations and the challenges of progressing some of the uh, ideas and proposals they have to uh, see that um, zero emissions future and climate resilient future created in their sector or community. Why, in your view, should people attend? Really, it's it's an opportunity to uh, see where things are at, the lay of the land with who's doing what, who's who in the, the zoo in this new government uh, scenario, how we can really uh, put rubber to the road, as they say, to to get, get all, all get behind this new climate agenda to make sure we deliver and, and show that it can be done and it will actually create the better, healthier um, and more prosperous futures for our businesses and communities. This is this is our chance. And if we, if we get it right in the next three years, uh, it's, it's all really riding on this. We're in the critical decade and uh, we've, we've got to get behind the, the new government and the new departments and, and really all put our shoulders to the wheel on this. The program itself is obviously important, but what do you hope will be the outcome of the social interaction between participants? Yeah, so in the end, you know, we can we can plan and curate the program and the narrative, but really the main uh, important outcome that I'm really hoping to see is even just those one-to-one -one relationships that are formed with departmental staff, uh, meetings with MPs that will happen at Parliament at the same time, to really just foster those those. Uh, relationships and see some critical conversations start to take place for how we can tackle some of the, the major obstacles uh, in the way to that zero emissions economy. On day two, you have a panel discussion, local government climate resilience. Who will chair that and what's that about? How we can strengthen the resilience of local governments to protect communities from the impacts of climate change. So, Yes, that one is a bit of a moving feast at the moment, but uh, there are two uh, University of New South Wales researchers that will open that session. Dr. Paul Barnes, a research fellow in disaster resilience. He coordinates the Resilient Futures Collective at UNSW. Uh, so he'll be speaking to emergency and operational risk management and also Professor Jason Sharples, uh, scientist and internationally recognised expert in dynamic bushfire behaviour and extreme bushfire development. So this panel and, and their contributions will really uh, be key, uh, particularly after the, the floods and, and fires that it, many Australians have um, experienced in, in, uh, in recent years. And there'll, there'll be a number of councillors and 
uh, potentially a few other to be confirmed speakers that uh, I won't share now until until they're locked in, but potentially the Lord Mayor of Newcastle, Nuatali, and a councillor of Sydney and others to really to really speak to the lived experience and where there's um, the willingness to to work collaboratively to um, yeah del- deliver those resilient resiliency outcomes. I noticed one of the themes is about embedding climate justice, and while that's a critical issue, how will that be tackled? Yes, so that is a huge issue and lots of different perspectives and ways to interpret and define climate justice, something that uh, Climate Action Network Australia members uh, try and deal with every day. Uh, So there will be a number of different um, approaches to the climate justice uh, discussions, So there will be uh, representatives from the Hunter Jobs Alliance, uh, the Next Economy, uh, the Australian Council of Trade Unions and others speaking to the just transition and future jobs and that element of climate justice. There will also be a few youth voices. So Anjali Sharma, the climate activist that was uh, part of the uh, case against um, former Environment Minister Susan Lay last year. Uh, will be speaking as part of a panel on day one around future-proofing an ambitious climate agenda for Australia. So she'll be uh, noting the the call for a commissioner for future generations. So that's another piece of climate justice there. And then in terms of our um, the wisdom that we can be gleaned from uh, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander colleagues, um, we will uh, hear from um, Catherine Etick and um, Pastor Ray Minikin, the co-chairs of the Indigenous Peoples Organisation Australia, on their plans to take the largest ever delegation uh, of um, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders to the Conference of Parties in Egypt this November. And we'll also be hearing from many other First Nations voices, including Dr Janine Muhammad, Muhammad from the Lewitcha Institute and, and others to really share their perspectives on Uh, what needs to be done to make sure, uh, in particular, our Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander uh, colleagues and and communities don't get left behind in this transition to a zero emissions future. How many people are you expecting? Uh, That's that's a very good question, uh, Robert. So uh, last year what we experienced was very late registrations uh, with the hybrid space um, it's very uncertain. And during a parliamentary sitting week, the travel, anyone that's planning to travel to Canberra, it is a lot more uh, costly with parliament sitting. So uh, hopefully we'll, we'll have um, a large number of online attendees uh, and create some uh, networking opportunities through the online event platform as well. And we're hoping for uh, 300 in person and 300 online is, is our target uh, but we'll have to wait and see on that. Pretty impressive numbers. And Melissa, move away from the conference for a moment and talk about climate change itself. And predictions can be the work of the devil. And if you don't want to go there, that's fine. But where do you think we're headed with climate change? Uh, in terms of Australia's response to it or...? Well, just generally. Australia's response, yes, that's good, yeah. Uh, I, I like to be an optimist. I think uh, the election outcome and where we're at uh, globally, uh, things are looking more positive. So the the climate bill just passed in the US and we're seeing the climate bill in Australia following closely behind. Uh, So hopefully that'll be being debated in the Senate while 
while the forum takes place in Canberra on the 6th and 7th of September. Uh, and, and I think really the writing is on the wall and the, the global business community uh, definitely sees that. And we'll have uh, Andrew Peterson and others from the Business Council for Sustainable Development on a panel around the World Business Council's business manifesto that they took to the Glasgow uh, negotiations last year, uh, and we'll have some Australian business leaders speaking to their commitments to deliver on that and what they're taking to Egypt to support the new uh, Australian delegation uh, in those negotiations. So I, I think the the shift is is definitely there. Glasgow, Glasgow, the the climate uh, negotiations last year were, um, you know, not, not as far as we need to be with the two measures that matter, climate justice and climate science, but all the, all the steps are going in the right direction and we just need to keep the pressure on. Thanks, Lisa. I appreciate the chance to have a chat with you. No, thank you, Robert. Always a pleasure. And once again, thank you, Lisa. And please, don't forget to check out the details of the forum. You'll find them in the show notes. That wraps up this episode of Climate Conversations. Thanks so much for your company. And until we talk again, please take care, stay safe, and please be kind. For everyone you meet is fighting a great battle. And please, if you enjoyed this episode, feel free to share it with your friends. 